0: Welcome to Service Accommodation Secrets with me, Sally Kemba. This is the podcast where you get the on-the-ground experience that we're living and breathing with our service accommodation units. So you get to share our hacks and tips, our mistakes, so you can learn from those and thrive on our success. Hi there, guys. It's Sally here with Service Accommodation Secrets, the Facebook Live but also the podcast, I hope you're really well. And as it is the last day of October, we are well and truly into winter preparation. So moving into winter, we need to bear in mind that the market can get a bit quieter for service accommodation. It just depends what area of the business you're in. But certainly we've experienced a dip um particularly, so sort of December, Christmas time, we had leisure guests last year and um, so sort the of end of January, um, early Feb is a bit quiet. So thinking about some solutions for you in order to maintain your occupancy and to have a, a decent rate, um, nightly rate. So prepare now. You could have prepared already because, as I say, it's already the end of October. And you may have been really busy with corporate bookings or leisure guests, contractors, whatever your market is. Um, particularly sort of late spring, early summer, we find the busiest time. And it's funny, really, because you kind of think, well, corporate guests, surely they work all year round. But it does seem to still be seasonal. I guess people have holidays and um, you know Christmas time everything kind of shuts down nobody wants to be um, working on uh, you know their 9 to 5 job right up until Christmas although you do have more and more people working over the Christmas period and people who in the UK don't have that as part of their uh, you know personal calendar because we've got all different cosmopolitan mix of fabulous people in this country so, how to manage that? So you may have uh, corporate guests in your properties, and so you might find they finished all their work, they've finished all of their uh, projects, unless they're testing over Christmas. A lot of companies actually stop having um, contractors and, and part-time people um, over Christmas for two weeks because so many people who they need to work with are not around So you may have contractors as in trades doing building work They always traditionally would have two weeks off at Christmas as well and so that means that they would go home or um, You know they might have slight different shifts if it's really time um intensive what they're doing sometimes companies do get people to work even overnight it just depends what the rules are and what their planning allows them where the sites are that they're working in and of course you've got leisure so actually Christmas time and winter time is quite a good time for people to visit family and friends and travel quite a lot people coming from overseas who may not fit in their relatives' houses, all that kind of thing. So you've got different mixtures of people, but think about the fact that if you normally have contractors, perhaps now it would be a good time to have leisure guests in over the Christmas period. And we're really lucky, I have to say as an example, um, we have a couple of corporate guests staying at the moment and one of them staying right through towards the end of January because he's here from overseas, so in that way, we're lucky because that's a longer-term booking and you know if you can get longer-term bookings that's brilliant because then you've got that consistent income and full occupancy so it depends on your market so i'm going to go into um, 11 points so the first one is depends on your market second one is think about creative ways to market your properties and have a usp that you might not have thought of before Um the third thing is contact more companies as well and get in touch with people now. Don't leave it till 1st of December. Um, Fourth thing is be visible. There are different ways you can do that. Um, Fifth thing is be active on social media because that's not just for um, acquiring properties or promoting what you're doing. You're actually advertising your space to anybody who chooses to look at your social media. Sixth thing is you could get digital marketing in place. A lot of you may do Facebook ads and Google ads and things like that already Um, Seventh thing is make sure your website is aimed at your target market Eighth thing is you can do networking so still I've always said your personal presence and meeting different people either in your community um, in your business community and in your property community in your area or elsewhere because you know people who live in an area aren't going to stay in short stay accommodation but they may work somewhere where people are brought in from elsewhere or if you're networking um further afield then companies may want to send somebody to your area so all these different things Um, and also get on the books of more agents so we're working more and more towards getting on the books of more corporate agents but you know you may not be um, on the portals that you could be which would give you more exposure as well and The eleventh thing is to have a variety of different sources So I'll go into what that means and why that is so that it can help you Hi there Candice, hope you are out well. So the first thing think about your target market. So yeah, if you normally have contractors they may or may not be there over Christmas, likely as not they won't be, but what you can do is make sure that they know you're around for when they come back. So um, January, February, they still keep working all the way through there, so you can be ready for those bookings coming in, or prior to Christmas as well. You may have um, you know, some of the managers staying, people coming down for training, there's a lot of development and things like that where we are, and you know lack of housing in lots of different parts of the country so an awful lot of trades are needed in certain areas so that's certainly a good market to tap into so make sure that you are um getting out to them so go and see them at their sites i mean something i was always taught and so lots of you may know already but look at the premier inns and whether there are certain companies there that are staying phone them up But also think about how you're gonna follow up with them. So are you gonna take an email or the person who does the bookings and send them a link to your site or just ring them up? Are you going to leave them some literature? Um, I saw in the community, one of the guys, James, was saying how he got a, a brochure done on Fiverr. So he didn't need to do the design, but he knew kind of thing he wanted. So that can be good. You know, it's all different ways. That's quite a traditional way really good way is just to get the right person on the phone and so um, if you're thinking about um, the different types of guests you have so a lot of people in my whatsapp group said to me well you you keep talking about corporates because that's what you do but i'm in a leisure area i've got holiday lets what can i do so fortunately for me, I've just come back from an amazing yoga retreat, and that was in a villa, albeit in Ibiza, but you may have uh, an essay house, and you may have, or you may have a block of apartments near each other. So people who want to go on retreats of different kinds, there's more and more well-being, um, personal development, training, all those kinds of things. Um, a group of apartments, Right next door to each other, or really nice house are brilliant for bringing people together at those kinds of events. Um, you know, for those kinds of events, so you'll have a lead trainer usually. Um, you might have somebody else who's working with them, but then if somebody's in a place for a week or somebody or something like that with um, a group like that, then that could be a really good target market for you. Whether it's winter, summer, it's not seasonal, it happens all the time. And some people might want an alternative to, you know, the run-up to Christmas and commercialism. People might run them quite near or certainly soon after. So that can be something to think about if you are a holiday let, but you want to open all year round. And um, some of the guys, uh, I know Cara said she's open all year, but some people, you know, have sometimes switched to a normal tenancy agreement for the winter but if you could get some good solid bookings that are week um, long or even long weekend retreats so four days something like that and then infill with um, other leisure guests um, or you may find that workers come on monday to friday depending where you are then that can be another source so get a bit creative and you know brainstorm the different types of things that you might want to go and do Um, you know people do all sorts of things these days and I think so much of life is about experience now you know shopping and everything We shop online, but we go into towns and things for the experience of coffee shops or whatever it is, and certainly people coming through the younger generation, it's all about that. What can I experience in life? How does it make me feel? So think about what you can actually have in your property in terms of something other than training or, you know, contractors and projects, that kind of thing. And... There's so many um, coaches and trainers around that perhaps you could target um, rather than their customers coming to you who might want that kind of thing. And uh, certainly with companies, so number three, if we go to number three, companies just contact them, phone them up, find out who does the bookings, Um, you know, local area, we've got lots of insurance companies, people like that. And um, I'm always getting hold of people, sometimes they leave, which is a bit tricky, but um, you may or may not know that you can track people down on LinkedIn, and uh, that can work really well. You can find out their position in a company, and so if there's an HR person, procurement, just the person who does the bookings, you're giving them an easier route to do bookings than... Um, you know if they've got to go on to booking.com or something like that. Hi there G. How are you well? So that can be really good um, and I've sent messages to people before and um, They said well, I don't do this, but I know who does and so you know It's it's much easier than just cold calling because you already know who they are. Excuse me a minute <clears throat> And um, so I think it's a bit more chilled out, isn't it, than just phoning up sometimes. But still do phone. Um, I've been into companies to find out who it is and that can be a bit challenging unless you're already there for another reason. Sometimes you're know, walking off the street and they don't know you from Adam's, sometimes a bit better to make the phone calls first. You can send emails, but it's um, usually better to actually try and speak to somebody. Fourth thing is be visible, so um, get onto Google, be registered. You can register to be visible on Google and listed. They verify that you are the real business, you're really there. And then you'll appear on the map, so when people search just randomly, I'm going to this place, they can see that your business is there, so that really helps. And you can add photos and things like that to that as well. And you can also ask people who book directly with you to review you in places like um Google and obviously Tripadvisor because if they didn't come through something like booking.com then they're not going to be able to review you there but that's a great place to get reviews so people can see that you haven't just set up and you've got a history um or if you have just set up then you know you might have colleagues who want to come and stay in your place and then give you reviews and that then entices more people to come and stay because they can see you've got a track record and people are happy um and also um get your um social media all sorted out so you can post on facebook instagram linkedin um other places too, I know, but those are the main ones. LinkedIn is really good for businesses. Um Instagram is so visual and you know awesome in that way. And what you are doing is promoting your business. So you can do it a bit like say a listing that describes your property in the different areas of it and the benefits for the guests of staying there. Um, but also you can provide a bit of content as well and you know, talk a bit about how you run your business, be congruent, be who you are, and then people can kind of relate to that as well, so you might have brilliant pictures of where um, the guests can stay, but also talk about your business in a an holistic way. Hi there Darren, hope you're okay. Darren's really good at posting on all these places, I know, so that's awesome. But you just become um, a whole kind of business and known person in that way, so, um, you know, if somebody's met you at an event, they can then find you, and then they can think, "Oh, um, on LinkedIn, I've seen amazing pictures of their property." So then they might tell somebody who they hear needs somewhere to stay because they last stayed in a terrible place that was really dire. But your place looks amazing, and you've got great reviews. So it's all of that, you know, just getting more feelers out into the local area, but also national. So somebody from Doncaster might see you on linkedin because you're connected to somebody they know and they think brilliant i've got a team going down there so all those things really important and the next thing so you know paid digital marketing you can do as well so honestly we're not doing paid facebook ads or google ads at the moment but um we've had somebody coming on board to help us with our marketing and and getting that up and running a bit more but you can get a digital marketing company to work with you you can learn how to do it yourself or have a great VA um, or individual you know freelancer to do that for you you can find them on Upwork and everything so you know you can really promote your business that way so that you're really well known and you know can target your market as well so if you're a Looking for corporate guests and you want to find HR people then in your target market for your ads you can put those kind of people um, If you're leisure guests you can target leisure guests So all of those things you can look at and also think about your website So that's number seven is your website. Have that geared to the types of guests you want to have and and you know if it can link into your channel manager and a booking facility all the better because then you can literally give people a link to your website and they can book can't they and you haven't got double bookings and everything but we had a website just a, as an example that was more geared to finding properties the benefits to landlords and things like that and I don't know I hadn't really twigged to be honest because we had a book now um, thing on our menu and that went to the properties a kind of thought oh the rest of it's great but actually we've been working with Richard um, Majeski, who's quite well known in the service department marketing arena and he said exactly that you need to target the people who are going to stay and the type of guests you are looking to have so he's helped us a lot with that and SEO and all these things that I don't know, I'd rather let somebody who's expert do that, but you might have a leaning to it, or you might, you know, find somebody on artwork or have colleagues who know you, trusted good people. So, you know, your website is huge, isn't it? It's like your shop window. So any links you can get in your social media um, and any posts that you do um, to your website as well. So it's like an organic reach, but people can click on that and think, oh, yeah, that's really nice and so networking so be there in person number eight be out there be seeing people so whether it's your property networking but also your local and business networking because it may be that larger companies in our area for example will get to hear of somebody needing to come to the area and sort of think ah um sally's go-to person she's got these apartments and so that can work really well that way and just helps you to get known, helps you to get more properties as well later. But we're talking about bookings, guests coming in in quiet times at the moment. So as long as the more people know what you're doing, you're just going to keep getting business that way. And uh, that's really nice because it's a real win-win as well. And number nine, you can contact more different OTAs. So... Airbnb, Booking. Fair enough, but also there are contractor um, agents as well. So you know, corporate agents that are more for um, white collar workers, for want of the better word. You know, your IT professionals, all those kinds of things. Um, we've got Situ, we've got Silverdoor, you've got Bridge Street, and all the different ones that you can. Um, come across for more corporate bookings but you've also got the contractor market and they do quite a lot of them do have leisure guests as well so um, i used to think they didn't but um, there's a a more recent one cap worldwide and they're focused purely on corporate so get yourself by the way thinking of networking to the sabbath event particularly if you're looking to get on the corporate agents books so that's i think the 11th of november so it's usually on. I think I might be wrong, but I think it's usually on the second Monday of the month. So it's usually mid-month on a Monday. But get onto those different um, platforms because some of them market really hard. Some of them are just a platform and they're contacted, but they you know they have quite a wide reach and they deal with all the customer, um, you know, payments and. Um, due diligence for you so you don't have to worry so much about that Um, but obviously you do pay the commission but it's a bit like having a salesman isn't it if you had your own dedicated salesperson going out for you to find your bookings you could pay them a commission they'd probably like a salary as well but you could start with a commission so you could do that as well but that's in effect what a corporate agent is or an online travel agent is for you And they will also have a reach into some of the larger travel companies, which as small um, Service department providers we just don't have and and you guys you may have a lot of units or you may only have one Um, But you know again unless you're on all the travel systems Then you know you don't have that reach, but they do and they can tap into that Um, And number 10 is the guests who are right under your very nose don't neglect them so we've been really lucky in the last couple of days we've had a flurry of repeat bookings from corporate guests one um is coming back after booking through booking.com and he rang about parking got chatting to him it was pete actually and then later on just let him know that we can help him with his future stays because he's looking to come back and so he's coming back next week and so just develop your relationships with your guests Um, Mail out to them as well as long as they allow you to but even when you're sending them things like you know invoice receipts things like that let them know where your website is that you can give them extra um, incentives to book direct and um you know things like early check-in perhaps and you know build a relationship with them so you've got your current guests and guess who stayed so far with you especially the ones who've given great reviews who've said they're coming back to the area you know they are already converted they already love you and they already really like staying in your property so bring them back and so that's been great we've had um one of the large auditing companies we had regular guests Um, not um, this summer but previous summer Uh, a couple of them uh, started to return and um, so now we've got some real regular guests and and a month long booking as well so that's really great so don't neglect people who've been before don't always think you've got to find completely new people and also those people who've stayed before you can offer them incentives to recommend people too so get in touch with them again obviously you've got to be compliant so if they don't want to be mailed to then you know don't mail to them if they've said no in opt-ins and things but a lot of people do like to receive um, discounts and incentives To recommend people, why wouldn't they? Uh, So you know that's a good way to go, and I think I'll recommend Mark Simpson on the Boostly. um, Well, his Boostly websites he does and hospitality community online. He's very into um, you know nurturing your guests and getting those direct bookings as well, and it's a really good idea. And my final point, number 11, is it's a really good idea to have a variety of these different types of bookings. Because if you're purely focused on one, if anything happens with that um, company, um, obviously, you know, we've had people like Thomas Cook go bust recently which is really sad because they've been around for so long and I'm not saying that you would all have Thomas Cook employees staying with you but if you had a complete reliance on one company and one type of um, income then you know if something goes wrong then you're a bit stuffed so it's really good to diversify a little bit so uh, although I say yeah it'd be lovely to have just corporate bookings or or just direct bookings from one company. I'd rather have a a mixture and that just spreads your risk a little bit because you know that if something happens with one of them, or if they disappear, or if their project ends, or something happens, which we've had with um, some contractors that were coming down from Weatherby. They wanted to book a couple of months, and then actually they stayed a week, and then something completely changed, and therefore they didn't. So, you know, these things can happen. Just don't put all your eggs in one basket, as they're saying. But also, something that we've been working on recently is the fact that your cash flow can be affected. So. Bear in mind, if you work with larger agents, um, corporate agents, then they will um, want to pay you monthly in arrears, and for us as a company who've been paid at time of booking, so it's ahead of time, that's a real switch. So if all of our clients suddenly, guests did that, um, then we might be a bit stuffed. So it's really good to think about mixing that up And I guess you could say, well, once you've caught up with that, you know, payment and arrears, then you're fine. But I still think it's good to have some shorter term um, payments with bookings coming in. And it just means your cash flow is good because if, say, you suddenly got really quiet in January and you weren't going to be paid till the end of February or something because these things I've experienced do take longer than 30 days in certain situations, Um, then, you know, you've got to pay your rent, if you're rent to rent, you've got to pay your council tax, you've got to pay your utilities, Oh, sorry, your broadband, I should have said that first, because that's the most important, but, you know, you've really got some commitments there, so it's really important to focus on that. And, um, nice thing about Airbnb, actually, that I've always liked, is that they just pay you as soon as the guest is there, so it means that you won't have used the money in advance of the stay, But you do get paid, so that's all good. So we've got quite a few corporate bookings during the week and um, some weekend leisure guests we've had. But then we've got these solid bookings for like a month, four months, that kind of thing. So I'm quite happy we've got a mix. And obviously you want to think about your rate as well. I won't go into that lots now because I've got to my 11th point. But think about mixing your rate with your... Um, Occupancy so don't be seven days occupied on too low a rate in winter You you know we we have a a lower rate in the winter, but it does obviously still have to be viable and um, You know if you've got larger numbers of guests coming at once perhaps you want might want to charge for them separately On top but see what works for you, you know model that data and make sure that you'll be making money, so I'm just going to summarize those 11 points And um, so the first thing is preparing now, if you're going to potentially have um, several different uh, client types, so corporate guests, leisure guests and contractors, you might also have randomly, one of my colleagues had the cast of the local pantomime staying in her property, so that's quite cool, so you know you can market to people like in the theatres. And so the second thing is, think of creative ways to get to your clients. So particularly if you're um, a holiday let, you might want to do things like retreats, um, team building, coaching, You know, host a coaching retreat, those kinds of things. Think about how you can just make yourself more available and desirable for these different groups. Um, third thing is, you know, contact companies, use LinkedIn to find out who um, you need to contact, as well as phoning them and um, emails as well. But phoning and, and those kind of more interactive chats, I think, are better than just random emails that vanish forever. Um, For be visible, so be on Google so people can find you. Um, be on social media, talking about your business and have it as a holistic thing well you don't have to, you could have a separate business, this is my SA business this is my personal life, I like to kind of mix it up and have it together because it's all me um, but the more people know you and what you do, the more you'll get referred um, to by people so you get increasing number of referrals um, and that's another aspect, we're going to another time as well but yeah so if people recommend you, it's brilliant isn't it um so also um you can do digital marketing of different types of so paid advertising but be quite specific who you who you target there um make sure your website is aimed at the right people the people that you want to come and stay and get their networking so get out to the sabra event if you're looking to be on the corporate agent sites or just get to know them and get what Get to know what they need because, after all, as an SA provider, you're solving people's problems. And you know, uh, if they've got pain points, you can solve them because they can't find anywhere good to stay in your area. There, you are the answer to all their problems. And you know, business networking, as well as property networking, and just in your local area networking. I need to do a bit more of that in our area, but. Um, There's loads of really good companies in our area, and I know we've got the backing of the local um, council and stuff too, which is awesome. And, um, you know, contact more OTAs, corporate agents, so that you have um, more reach into those communities. Because although you might find direct bookings, um, it's a bit like having a salesman working on your behalf, so it's all good. And don't neglect your guests under your very nose, so people who've stayed before, currently staying, you know, form form a relationship with them and find out what they need so that you can help them, uh, incentivize them, ask them to recommend you to people as well and 11 was having a mix of all those so that it really helps your cash flow um really helps with spreading risk if people just suddenly disappear um i know people in the community who focused purely on the banking community for a while had real problems you know when we had the crash obviously that was a while ago um but there were people doing sa then and so you know if you're in one market and it just goes then you know you're going to suffer as well so spread the types of bookings you have and also your clients. Okay then guys great to see you. Hi Kevin. Um, If you've got any comments please do feel free to add them to this post or you can go to my Facebook communities so Service Accommodation Secrets the group or the page and I really look forward to seeing you next time. Okay take care guys sharing the secrets of success.